Welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached our favorite week of the season, week 16 in the NFL, but it is time for Fantasy Festivus. I'm Trip Rogers. He's Mike Check. Mikey, it's time to yes. air the grievances. Yes. I got yes. a lot of problems we've, with you people. <laughs> you're going to hear about the problems. We've got lots of grievances. You start. Well, let's start with Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back. You stink. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you were on a date with a hot babe. T- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. No, I didn't. I'm I'm get, just getting into character here. Saquon, you were a huge disappointment to fantasy owners. Coming off an ACL, we expected the slow start, but the breakout performances were few and far between. And I know you had the knee injury that kept you out for four games. Still, just two touchdowns on the season. It's funny when your backup, Devontae Booker, is better than you. Hey, no Saquon, no Saquon, no Saquon. All right, moving on, and this is the second of three backs hitting my grievances list. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from Kansas City. You stink. CEH rushed nine times for 32 yards and brought in two of four targets last Thursday night against the Chargers. He paced the Chiefs' backfield and rush attempts, but that's not saying much on a night when the Kansas City Chiefs trail for a significant chunk of that game. One would think the running game would have been better under 500 yards on the season and finding the end zone just... Three times. Now, did the Kansas City Chiefs really need a specific running back this season, or could they plug and play anybody at that position? I'm just wondering because, you know what? Somebody from the Walmart stocking shelves can get out there on the field for Kansas City and do a better job than that. Wait a minute. I got a spill on aisle four here. Clyde, you're gliding out of Kansas City. Trip, we spotlighted your team's ineffective running game. Now we spotlight your daughter's team. Oh boy, the Chicago running back, David Montgomery. You also stink. <laughs> Five missed games due to an injury and four additional games posting 10 or few fantasy points. Chosen in the third round by many as the 22nd best running back. Chicago has been a mess overall. And you can put that blame and point the finger to Matt Nagy on that one. But Montgomery, Yamahama, looks like you've been in a schwitz for six hours because it has not been good. The true pickup was Damian Williams. And oh yeah, that's right. I think I imported him this year too. Rolling to quarterback Baker, the touchdown maker. Yep, you're on my grievances list as well. Baker, not really baking as many touchdowns as we thought you would this season. Although it is appropriate you've totaled your touchdowns to a Baker dozen going into week 15. More or less, you've been baking up injuries to yourself. A torn labrum in the shoulder, knee injury, fractured humerus bone. Forget the human fund. Can we donate your injuries to the name of the Baker Fund? And oh yeah, nice progressive commercial being home for the holidays. At this rate, you're 7-7. and You'll be spending January on the couch. Finally, putting a wide receiver on this list, Tennessee's Julio Jones, or should I call you Julio Jones, because you're not performing at all this season. Titans fans, your wide receiver stinks this year. Playing in eight games, totaling 369 yards and no touchdowns. That's right. Zip, zilch, nada, and a shutout performance against Pittsburgh last week. I know who's cooking today. Julio! Woo! Oh, oh, Mike, you bring it every year. All right. I do. Airing of grievances. I'm going to start with the fourth shortest 
head coaching stint in NFL history. Urban Meyer, you <laughs> had all these picks. You had it all for you. And then you have to go and kick the kicker and call him uh, a bad name. Uh, Urban, you were so overmatched. And, oh, oh, by the way, you do fly home with the team and you do study film on the way home. You don't stay and go to your bar. Urban Meyer <laughs> out in Jacksonville. Oh, do you stink. I don't know if any major college team will take a chance on him, although somebody will, but not for a year. Hey, in more ways than one trip, he's on the naughty list. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, indeed. We're talking about the Giants. Sterling Shepard. Oh, do you stink? <laughs> Sterling Shepard. And, and I said this right off the bat this year. You got to watch him. He was going way high. I said he's an injury waiting to happen. And what's happened this year? He either yeah. alternates games that he plays with injuries, games that he plays with injuries. Why? Again, the Giants' wide receiving core was supposed to be one of their strong points this year. Oh, yes, they were all injured. It was a strong point this year. They were all consistent. <laughs> now Shepard is out for the rest of the year. Question is, will he be back with the team? He's been awful this year. He's on my list of grievances. How about Trey Lance in San Francisco? A lot of people were like, hey, Trey Lance, San Francisco may know something we don't know. Drafted him early, and he was getting a lot of love in the preseason. He'll be taking over for Jimmy G. Okay, let's go. Get that Trey Lance on your team. And how's he turned out? Oh, well, he started because Jimmy G got hurt. We knew that was happening, but oh, he was back on the bench before you could say Jack Robinson. <laughs> he was awful. We put him on our list of grievances for this year. How about the wonderful disappearing receiver in Seattle known as DK Metcalf? He was poised for superstardom. Oh, boy, they loved him last year against Arizona. Oh, yeah, he did a great job. They were saying, yeah, this is one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Where's he been the last four weeks, the last eight weeks, the last season? Because he has disappeared, and it's one of the reasons why Seattle stinks. Just stinks. Stinks. Speaking of running backs, Antonio Gibson. Preseason, he was top 10. He was one of the top running backs. And I said, okay, I'll buy into the hype. And I built my teams around him. How's he done this year? Not there. Injured. Questionable. Injured. Questionable. Injured. Questionable. Injured. Washington. Just like Washington. They've been up and down this year. Gibson has been awful. You stink this year. When are you going to give us something that we can use? You're terrible. And last but certainly not least, I want to go with the number one running back overall. He was targeted by everyone. If you had the first pick, you grabbed him. Christian McCaffrey, highest paid Ooh. running back in the NFL. Yeah. Yes, you have. You pick first. You say, I'm going to win my league. I've got the best running back. Oh, yeah, that's right. He gets injured. Oh, yeah. How many games did he miss this year, Mike? You would know. You're a Carolina Panthers fan. That's your team, buddy. One He's too many. <laughs> really, he one too played. many. And, and yeah, since he became the highest paid running back, do you realize he has missed 85% yeah. of the games? Real question mark is how Carolina can go from here because is the problem and 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 Mike I, I before we go into our import experts I want to ask you about this I forgot to say something to you before but I was talking to a, a fellow Carolina Panthers fan and they're questioning whether or not Matt Rule 
should be back as coach. Yeah, I've heard and a lot, too, about that. And that's the first time I've heard yep. that. Your opinion on that, sir? Well, I mean, I think he's... At this point, I think he's in over his head as to what's going on. He is a college coach. Yeah, he uh, was assistant offensive line coach with the New York Giants back in 2012 when they went to the Super Bowl and won it. I just think that there's a lot of things going on in that team that I just don't think he was prepared for. Look, I mean, no coach is prepared for anything going into the season. You never know what's going to happen. I think you give him one more year, and I think you see what shapes out. Now, I think... A lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth because of what happened with Cam Newton. He was not a fan of Cam Newton in the beginning. And then he brings Cam Newton back. And Cam Newton, I mean, was that was that the right decision? I don't know if to bring Cam Newton back because at the way he's performing, it hasn't gone well. But then again, their offensive line is hurting too. And, you know, Tripp, you and I were talking about this before we got on the air here with the podcast. When you spend a lot of money and you sink a lot of money into one running back, that's going to hurt your offensive line. Carolina really does need an offensive line that can protect a quarterback. So it really doesn't matter who's out there, whether that's Cam Newton, whether that's Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker. They're still taking the hits. There's a lot of factors in this situation. I'd be very interested and very curious to see what Matt Rule does if they bring him back next season. He's on a seven-year plan And I think if you bring him back one more season and it goes wrong again, then he's out the door. Unless there's a a, a big high-profile coach out there, which I don't think is going to be available, I think you got to stick with him. The other part about Matt Rule is they fire the offensive coordinator midway through the season. Yeah. So the problem is is now the target goes on the head coach, Matt Rule. And the question is going to be, are they going to give him one more year? not they're going to have to pay him for four years he can do nothing for four years and they're going to pay him for four years and you get into a situation where you're paying coaches because you've given them long-term contracts and you cut them loose I think Matt Rule deserves one more chance let's face it the injuries have just killed the Carolina Panthers this year as they have another number of teams and heck they may have killed your fantasy team we're now deep into the fantasy playoffs we're going to give you some import exports now who can help you possibly win unless you're sitting on the sidelines like us we're out we're twiddling our thumbs oh well that's life and fantasy first off gabriel davis wide receiver for the buffalo bills now davis is once again a top waiver wire addition this week third and fourth touchdowns in the last three weeks his first full contest with emmanuel sanders out last week of the lineup he was five catches 85 yards two touchdowns on seven targets and that was in week 15 against the panthers now davis ran a route 89 percent of josh allen's dropbacks in week 15 double digits fantasy points three straight games the bills running backs can't run on air now this offense is going to skew towards the pass their final three games are against the Patriots. Atlanta and the Jets and Davis has earned the right to be the number two wide receiver moving forward Cole Beasley now on the COVID list and you know he's famously unvaccinated so he is out for week 16 Davis is a guy if you need to grab a wide receiver gotta grab him also keep an eye on Dante Foreman's health in Tennessee because Dontrell Hilliard could be the guy who gets into action and 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 who is going to take his place if 
Foreman is out. He rolled his foot up in the final drive in the loss to Pittsburgh in Week 15. It wouldn't be shocking if Foreman would hold him out of this week's game. Hilliard started the game Week 15. He played 36% of the snaps. He's the next man's up as the team's top runner. Tennessee is struggling as they head down the stretch, especially you mentioned Julio Jones not uh, performing at wide receiver. So Dontrell Hilliard is a guy you may want to pick up. The Chargers are having their issues with COVID. Austin Eckler playing through an ankle injury. Well, Justin Jackson has been the guy who has established himself as a back to own in the Chargers backfield with his performance. 13 carries, 86 yards in week 15. However, Eckler now on the COVID list, so he is not a lock to play week 16. If you need a running back, Justin Jackson for the Chargers is a guy to grab. Quarterback-wise, Drew Locke is back as a starter for Denver. Teddy Bridgewater has been injured and his status is up in the air for the rest of the season. So Locke is the next man up. Now, he stepped in in third quarter of last week's game, 6 of 12 passes for 88 yards. And over his career, he's had 23 TDs and 18 interceptions over 18 career starts. He's a guy, if you need a quarterback, you might want to pick him up. Now, he's going to be starting in place of Bridgewater. So, again, a run-heavy offense. But remember, with Drew Locke, there's always a downside. And last but not least, I know I've been down on them all season long, and I've really been down on him all year. If you're looking for a tight end, I think Evan Ingram of the Giants is somebody to pick up. Why? Number one, they're going against the Eagles this week, and tight ends seem to do well against the Eagles. Number two, Jake Fromm is going to take over as starting quarterback. If the Giants go and put Mike Lennon back in the starting lineup, there's going to be a revolt among Giants fans. Sterling Shepard now out for the year after an Achilles injury in Week 15. While Ingram has not been setting the world on fire, he's a guy who could catch three to five passes. And if you need some, need a pop in your lineup in a PPR league, he's a guy you may want to pick up. Those are my import exports for Week 16. And if you're a Leonard Fournette owner, I've got an easy import for you. That's running back Ronald Jones with Fournette out of the lineup for Tampa. You're going to need a replacement for him this week. Why not consider Fournette's backup? Jones will certainly help the offense without Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Fournette. He faces Carolina, and they've struggled against the run at times this season. You might remember Jones had a 99-yard touchdown against that defensive core in 2020. Now, we're hearing reports that if he passes a physical, the Bucs are planning on signing Le'Veon Bell. Although he's been unable to replicate that success when he was with the Steelers. So I'm not so sure about Bell. I'd like to see more from him before I'd say import him. For now, stick with Ronald Jones. Another running back to keep on top, Jeff Wilson in San Francisco. Back-to-back weeks that Elijah Mitchell will be out of the lineup for the 49ers. Wilson had 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown, along with two catches for nine yards on two targets last week against Atlanta. Now, this isn't a cakewalk for the 49ers who face the Titans. They are first in fewest points allowed to opposing running backs. Debo Samuel is still a factor in the backfield, but if Wilson can manage to touch the football 20-plus times, there's no reason why he can't deliver a decent stat line. 21 times last week, he delivered 110 yards. Oh, Mr. Wilson, import Jeff Wilson. (laughs) And just because it's a special time of the year, I'm going with special teams. How about the Eagles' defense? They've been special as of late. They've come on strong. 
had a nice performance against Washington, and they faced the Giants this week, who will be without Daniel Jones. Tripp, you mentioned about the tight ends, but against the running backs, against the quarterback, wide receiver, I think the Eagles are looking good. And one kicker to add, speaking of special teams, Michael Badgley of the Los Angeles Chargers, past five games, he is 9 for 11 on field goals, averaging 8.5 points per week and 18 of 18 on extra points. If you need that kicker who could provide the extra points you need in a close matchup, Michael Badgley is your guy. And, you know, Trip, we talked about COVID. We had the, the late games uh, being postponed, um, the games that were moved on. We had the doubleheader on Monday night, and then we had two games on Tuesday. That kind of affected the lineup a little bit. Now we are moving into waivers. Commissioners do have the option as to you know, postpone waivers because uh, teams getting together. So you got to make that decision as to whether or not Wednesday was the official day to have your team go to waivers or make it Thursday. Some leagues are a little bit different, but you do have that flexibility because of the changes. And I think we have to mention changes. They can happen at any time. So, I mean, when you look at it here, you got to set your line. You know, setting your lineup is not the answer. You have to come in. We got the uh, game on Thursday night, the 49ers-Titans. We have uh, two games on Christmas Day and then the full ske- schedule on my, on uh, Sunday. So, you know, know where you're at in the fantasy. Keep checking back for updates because things can change with the COVID-19 in the NFL. But the other thing about it now, we're into the playoffs. So in the playoffs, you don't have as many teams that are involved. So the right. waiver wire will not be... I mean, again, if the league is run properly, yeah. your waiver wire is not going to be as active because it should only be the teams that are active in the playoffs that should be able to make waiver wire decisions. One thing before we go, and Mike, we touched on it a little bit throughout our our, our podcast today, and it's something that I think bears watching in the NFL because one of the things that you see is teams that have – this young talent and young nucleus seem to do better in those with, with players, especially uh, uh, very uh, key players on rookie contracts. It's when they sign that second contract that they really start to tilt the balance of scales in terms of paying, and that's when the teams fall apart. And I say this because we've talked about it with Carolina and, and, and Cam Newton. He tilted that balance in that second contract, and now Christian McCaffrey has tilted that balance. Yep. And with the salary cap, there's not as much money to pay a good offensive line. We see this, we saw this with the Giants, especially with Eli Manning in later years. After they won that Super Bowl in 2012, the Giants have not really done well. They've only made one playoff appearance since then. And the problem is, is they've had too many players making too much money, and then they don't have enough room under the salary cap to have a good offensive line. Another team that we talked about and we touched on it again, Seattle. Russell Wilson getting a large chunk of change there because of his performance and it throws the balance off. Kansas City could be heading there with um, uh, Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes now has signed that big contract. 
Ellis could be heading there because they have a couple of guys who are getting big contracts. Amari Cooper is one of them. CeeDee Lamb is due to is due for a payday. Uh, we just saw that Dak Prescott got a payday, and they've got a couple of defensive players, young defensive players who are really doing well, but they're going to be owed a payday soon. And it, in the NFL, it's really tough to keep a team together because of the pay scale. The one team that was able to do it for so many years, and listen, you have to marvel at how well they were able to do it. The New England Patriots, Tom Brady kept taking less money. He would always take a pay cut so it could help pay the team and keep the players there. Why did Brady leave? He got tired of taking pay cuts and they would not replace him with quality players. He had too many of his friends leave. That's why he left New England and, and has moved on to Tampa Bay. But I think you could see this in Tampa Bay too because again, they're going to have some people who are owed some big paydays. It's very tough to have tough to have a dynasty, especially when you have one guy making a big chunk of change or two guys in the NFL. That's going to be a a trend you're going to have to watch over the years to see if Patrick Mahomes learns from Tom Brady's example and maybe tries to take less money because, let's face it, he set himself up. He wants to be in Kansas City for a long time. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the salary cap trip because I, I always wonder about there's one specific team where I wonder where do they get all this money? They get these big defensive stars that come in and they, they sign them in season too. And that's the Los Angeles Rams. Like, where do they come up with all that money? I mean, I know that you have the salary cap, but you just wonder, you know? I don't know. Part of it, I, I, I think, shake my well, head part on of that it is a cap. Part of it is a capologist. That's number one is the yeah. capologist thing you do. And number two, those contracts in, in season, the guys they are signing in season – um, a lot of times there is there is cap money that they have that they have to use up before a certain amount of time, A. B, they sign them and they delay the cap for years. The problem is, is you can only avoid paying the piper for so long. Yeah. You keep re- renegotiating contracts and keep passing off dead money. At some point, it's going to hurt you. And I was reading an article this week about Sterling Shepard. He renegotiated his contract this year to put more dead money later down the road. The problem is they didn't get enough out of him they may let him go because of the fact that they've negotiated it where they could do better without him, without paying him, and and, and and absorbing that dead money hit as opposed to having that cap room to sign somebody else. You're right about uh, the Los Angeles Rams, but also the Rams haven't had a draft pick in how long? They've traded them all away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, we're getting to the time of the year. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how things go. Again, if you've got a question about your fantasy team, we'd love to help you. Just email the fantasy sultans at gmail.com. You catch us every Thursday. We'll be back again next week for our final edition yeah. of 2021. Yes, the fantasy sultans, Trip Rogers, Mike Check, we are here to help you. We are the guys who will put you over the top, giving you the nuggets to win. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not. Let's rumble!